Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. So the COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in declining passenger numbers as well as loss of revenue for bus companies as they had to scale down their operations to comply with regulations. And obviously earlier on we told you that Greyhound and Cityliner are closing their doors on the 14th of Feb, which is, I think it's next week, Monday. Uh, on the line, we've got Basil Governor, who's the technical advisor for the South African Bus Operators Association, to try and explain all this to us. Good morning, uh, good morning, Basil. Welcome to the takeoff. Good morning, guys. Bongani, uh, Nala, and your listeners. Thanks for having us. Morning. Uh, Basil, just describe the situation on the ground in the actual industry. How bad is it? Look, uh, the industry is in varying forms of distress because you've got to understand within the bus and culture industry, there are many subsectors. So quickly summarizing it for you, you've got uh, contracted operators who operate on government for commuter services. You've got intercity, long distance, transport, the likes of ground and intercape. You've got cross-border. You've got the education sector, scholar operators, <clears throat> and then uh all of them are in varying stages of distress, but what can be, without a doubt, said, uh, never before has the industry been in this state of distress. We've had companies close last year, minor uh, layoffs are now ramping up towards more uh, review of costs and layoffs. So overall distress, uh, and you know, some sectors have not had any income or revenue at all, while others have had differential reduced depending on the impact of uh, usage and uh, the various restrictions. Yeah. So, so I know, obviously, um, one of the big factors is COVID-19 and lockdown. And I think our passenger numbers have dropped by up to 40%. Um, you also list, um, I guess, complying with COVID-19 regulations, for example, buying things like sanitizers um, as, you know, some of the big costs that are impacting the business. If government was able to assist with maybe buying sanitizers and everything that you guys need to comply with COVID-19 regulations, would that, is it, would that possibly save the bus industry? It would go a long way. Remember, anything COVID-related and compliance is now extraneous costs. It's not any business sector has never had this in costing models and budgets before. Just to give you a, a, a broad impact, we did an exercise and modeled the costing from an industry with national data set, and we provided it to Beef uh, Business for South Africa and NEDLAC and yeah. the National Department. It costs 102 million rand a month for the cost of compliance, basic hygiene, safety, and COVID compliance. So the issue yeah. is not so much about uh, government has set aside the money. The frustration is, it's a disconnect between the various tiers of money. The, the money comes from the PTO uh, grant, PTOG grant. It has been set aside, five percent. It's a disbursement that's taking forever, and and we can't get to understand where it is stuck in the system between national and provincial. It's up to provincial to disperse it and to utilize that within the framework that's been given concurrence for 5%. So amongst other things, uh, yeah, Bongani, it, it is there. We're just taking too long to come through into the operator's fold. And it, but it will certainly go a long way to easing some of the strain uh, for yeah. the industry. Uh, 
I'm looking at your Facebook page, uh, the <clears throat> Saboa Facebook page, and I mean, you have uh, on your one of your profiles, it's written "Stay home." Isn't that just so hard for bus companies to tell people to stay home? My question is, uh, how are you? How are other bus companies faring at this time? How are they transforming and adapting to the times? You know, I mean, uh, I, when I think about it, there are various ways that I, I would hope the bus companies are uh, trying to adapt, like using buses for career services. Are there any other ways that the bus companies are trying to survive? Uh, it's it's not that simple when you're in a contracted uh, environment, but uh, <clears throat> here's the challenge. The guys that can have that flexibility are totally hamstrung by a serious issue around licensing of the buses. Now, quickly, just okay. to summarize it, in lockdown period, more licenses that expired were given a slight extension to August last year. But now uh, a guy who's got a fleet of five or six buses, all these licenses have expired. He cannot uplift a license to take one bus out because he's got to pay his full amount. And just roughly mm-hmm. speaking, anywhere around the, uh, the region of 30,000 as an industry average, it is sure. huge cash flow drains. But there are opportunities, and we are imploring, and we're currently talking like we've always spoken. In fact, yesterday I spoke with the National Department to explore ways to get the provinces, because licensing is a provincial competency. And that can allow guys to start standing back up, doing uh, uh, excursion trips where allowed, doing ad hoc trips to generate revenue, to get them slowly back. It's never going to just click back into uh, full gear, because we know mobility is reduced in all aspects, all aspects across all sectors. So Intercity, uh, sorry, Greyhound and Citylana obviously have announced that they are closing their doors and there's going to be retrenchments. Would you be able to give us just a rough figure on how many people potentially are going to be out of work? On the ground, they've indicated it's just short of about 800 uh, directly affected staff. But I'd like to put into context of things because uh, what's being missed sometimes and not given perhaps a little bit more airtime is the bus and yeah. coach industry has a long and extended value chain. All the service providers yes. sitting to the bus industry, to start with the bus manufacturers, the bus maintenance and repair guys, the, the uh, technical and the digital equipment associated with bus cleaning, all those kind of things, tires, you know, the service providers, your ticketing equipment. All of them are feeling the ripple effect. And, you know, quietly it's decimating other related sectors associated with the bus industry. But uh, Greyhound, I think, you know, you'd do well to talk to them directly. I don't know what the direct numbers are, but the estimates as they put them out or the impact was around 800 employees. That's a lot. If you add to that, in the recent week, Patco's 200 employees, you're talking 1,000 employees already within the space of two weeks. But through the course of November to date, there have been various closures and layoffs. And uh, some companies have been agile. They've put people at home saying, if we get the work, we bring you back in. So staff have been, you know, cooperating in that regard. So uh, it's time. All we're asking for is a more critical and flexible engagement from the Ministry of Transport and provinces and government uh, interdepartmental cohesion. We uh, could so hopefully- this going forward. Yep. I was, about to, I was just about to say, is there an opportunity to still rescue the situation uh, quickly before we go to news? 
Yes, there definitely is, but it needs it warrants some critical engagement and cohesion between all the intergovernmental departments and treasury. Absolutely. Basil Governor, thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. Thanks, Bongani. Take care. Uh, thank you so much. That was Basil uh, from the South African Bus Operators Association. Now, Len, the scary thing is when I was speaking to him, I hadn't thought about all the other people that are impacted yes. by the buses. The supply Tires, chain, everyone. C- catering. Uh, yeah, yo, this is actually quite scary. And I really hope that government can come to the party and something can be done. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.